Welcome to RiseWise Growthcast. Uh, today we are interviewing and sitting down for discussion with Vince Scholten, president of the Hessel Farmers Grange here in Sebastopol, California. And uh, Vince, I just am so grateful to have you here, man, and want to really um, kind of educate the people a bit, especially the farming community, all ag community, about the history of the granges, what they are. You know, I talk to people and most often they're like, you know, I, I think there's a grange in the town I live in. I don't know what, what the hell, it, you know, I think maybe they got ballet classes there, or, you know, and, and the people don't really know what they are, but they've got a, a very in-depth history for our country, uh, within our country. So, so the I, Grange is about 151 years old now, uh, started in 1867. Yeah. Uh, it was created through a bunch of guys on the East Coast who were having issues with the robber barons at that point in time. Um, they were being charged to package their goods on the railroads at exuberant cost for their bags. And who were the robber barons for anybody that doesn't The know? robber barons were the railroad owners at the time. Um, and they were the wealthy industrialists who looked to take advantage of every aspect of making money they could. Yeah. And so... Classic opportunists. Opportunists. And they saw an opportunity to charge the farmers who were making money at that point in time uh, because they were able to transport their products using the railroads. Right. right. So they were able to increase the the availability or whatever, but they were demanding increased production, correct? You know, and and basically taxing them, and then partnering with other entities. I'm assuming probably most larger, likely. larger corporate, whatever. I don't know in that era. Uh, 1867. So I mean, we were just starting to get the the industrial era really going. Right. Um, and railroads were a part of that industrial era, which uh, led the farmers to go, well, hey, I've got a much larger market now um, to expand my sales to. Yeah. And the robber barons picked up on that and said, well, hey, we can solve that problem by just raising the rate of the bag that it was shipped in. And so a group of guys got together and said, well, hey, let's lobby against this you know, uh, tax, they were calling it. Um, right. And the Grange was born. It worked. Um, they pulled their Seems monies like together it. and the Grange was born. Um, from that, the Grange continued to grow uh, very quickly because people saw the need for needing the laws changed to help agriculture. Um, so Truly, it's a fraternal agricultural organization, and uh, it has its roots based in agriculture. Uh, not every grange is a agricultural grange. There are granges that are different entities. Right uh, now, they've kind of morphed. Well, they've morphed over time because the way corporate America happened, um, we saw corporate America take over, corporate farming take over. And as the family farmers dwindled and corporate farming took over, so did the population of the Grange. Of the ag community. Of the, of the ag community. Um, there was no need for a family organization if it was all owned by corporate entities. And so 
over the years, the 150 years, that agricultural organization dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and corporate farming went up and up and up. Right. Um, so it today... Really just phased out the mom and pop it, agriculture. It's pretty much phased... Community. Corporate America phased out the mom and pop. Um, and then basically today, there's a whole new insurgence in organic farming, yeah. hemp and cannabis farming, biodynamic farming, sustainable farming practices. Generative, yeah, all these... These are, are these are conscious. methods. These are conscious methods that people are using today that corporate America is not. They see the bottom line. They see money to be made. And if they can spray it and get away from, you know, labor costs, um, those corporate entities make more money. Guaranteed. Every workaround in the book. Yeah. You know, that's hybridizing and genetically modifying and all these different Correct. things that create this, you know, um, for to them, it's a sustainable future for their company, not for the planet. Correct. You know what I mean? Yep. And they are not concerned by that. Well, and the whole GMOs uh, is another one where you know uh, those that pollen can cross over the fence line, and they basically own it. Um, so right. some of our laws are not properly put into place. Um, the same as what we're seeing with hemp and cannabis today. Uh, the GMOs was a hard fight. Guaranteed. Uh, genetically modified is one of the things that we'll have further interviews about, but is quite dangerous to conventional, organic, sustainable. Absolutely. Um, heirloom practices, varieties. Heirloom varieties, correct. Uh, because we're cross-pollinating. It can literally be the death of heirloom yeah. genetics. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, once you cross-pollinate it, they own it all. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so I don't find that to be truly correct. It's not comforting. That's it's not sure. comforting. <laughs> and so the grains can step up in those ways to help change those laws. Uh, we have lobbyists. Uh, that lobbying arm is in place. Um, and we are looking to change some of those rules to benefit small farming. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question was kind of um, how the... how. So well, before I jump to how the granges can kind of serve the current ag community, especially the the growing, you know, uh, as it's been coined so many times, the burgeoning cannabis industry, but um, and hemp industries. But I was curious about uh, a couple different things real quick because I had read somewhere that they had amassed, you know, back in the those eight late eighteen, early nineteen hundreds, they had amassed a following of two million people. That that's what I mean. That's why you see a grange in every town center across yeah. the country and that was a massive following for that era two million people to like be kind of fighting back against corporate and and the banks and the railroad that's massive right and you got to think we had a lesser population and more of that population was into the farming industry right that's true um, whether it was a family farm or uh, the like uh, they say somewhere around 75-80% of people were involved in agriculture. Yeah. And so that has transitioned over the years, in that 150 years, to today where less than 25% or even less than that probably yeah. um, actually go into Same. farming um, to feed the rest of, you know, the, the nation. Right. Wow. So that's interesting. Um, and, and back then they had actually, it was like, was it a, a third party that they had tried to form? Cause I think, I think the populist party actually formed out of the Granges. There's um, lots of organizations that have come out of the Grange. Oh, really? 
um, our future farmers of America uh, high school agriculture program really that uh, you know came out of the Grange the 4-H came out of, out of the Grange uh, there was a need and a want for it um, the Grange is also something that uh, you know folks build on and can expand so it, it, it changing over time as well um, and hopefully with the right people put in place we can change this for the better of all farmers absolutely yeah absolutely oh that's great um, cool well I um, yeah so go ahead on about uh, just kind of some of the some of the ways that that uh, they have been able to push policy and legislation forward in the past and kind of how that could be applied, you know, in today's agricultural booms. So the Grange has every year we have a conference, a state conference, national conference. um, And the what we make on our grassroots initiatives go to the state level and then to the national level. So um, a good example would be the chloropictins that uh, were put in through chemical companies that were, you know, ending up through the, the composting process and ending up back into our soil. Uh, so it was just a recycled chemical that continued to pollute. Um, the Grange took a stand. We voted against it. Uh, it went to our lobbyists and they then in turn go to our congressmen and legislators and change that so that wow. those chemicals would not be used. We're also using it with the bee population because the chemicals that they're using out in commercial ag spraying, um, spraying are disrupting our bee population. Absolutely. Uh, we had a lot of colony collapse disorder. Um, 50% loss in beehives. You know, our bees are what pollinates all of our crops. Uh, for the most part, there's there's some other pollinators, but uh, for the most part, it's, uh, you know, little things like that that make a huge difference in our ag world that we can change. Uh, for the last several years, we've been discussing hemp and cannabis. And being that it is 100% an agricultural crop, this is something that we have fought hard for. Uh, We have passed several resolutions on a state level, uh, and those now go directly to our lobbyists, who then in turn are pushing that in our congressional world uh, to help change those laws to help the, the little farmers. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, because we have a we have a huge problem with that within the cannabis, mostly the cannabis industry here with compliance and over regulatory air barriers to entry are just are just astronomical. And it's well, and literally if you have big corporations feeding money yeah. into making that harder and harder and harder for exactly. these smaller farmers. They're lobbying back there. Yeah, they're lobbying that. Yeah. They um, do it. And they're using you know uh, BS. Um, to get their regulations passed so that we can make it harder and harder for hemp and cannabis farmers to continue. And so I find this is a direct fight against large corporations uh, and the Grange on a grassroots level has the opportunity to change those laws. Yeah. Um, And we're hoping to change those laws. It's amazing. 
That's amazing. And what I love about the Granges is already they have such a proven track record of being very much environmentally focused. And they really care about the the kind of the very similar things that I would say the cannabis and hemp culture stems from overall. Yeah. Not that there hasn't been commercial cultivation, you know, happening in the mountains where pollution has been a major issue and dumping, you know, diesel and oil and, and all kinds of, sh you know, shit. Like it's been, it's been, a, uh, you know, there's been that side of it. Yeah. But overall, uh, this is a very, very conscious, forward-thinking culture, and and that's why I believe in them so much. You know, I want to say though, it's only yeah. conscious and forward-thinking with the folks that are in the Grange. So right. those folks are the ones that are transitioning our industry slowly but surely. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. There is no, you know, turnkey way to do that. Uh, it's to start with the specific laws and to go after those, get them approved on our our local level at the Hessel Grange and Absolutely. move that into our state grange and then from the there state take it, it to the national grange. So with that, is it, that being said, would it be more uh, that much more important for people in every one of their local areas to find their local grange and become more involved? And if so, where do they start? Uh, so the first thing you can do is to join your local grange, um, see what they're, because what needs to happen is, is you need to have a consensus. So if you have, and here's what's happened with a lot of granges is that they're aging out. So most of the folks that are in these granges are 80 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so young farmers need to join that grange, become active and change that way of life. Um, and so it is grain specific, it's person specific. How can I help? And this is an organization where your help can actually make a difference in the world. Absolutely. And, and speak a little bit to, to just that culture of the Granges because they have a very community minded, you know, support system. They're very seasonally earth focused, you know, very, um, kind of, harmonized with with mother nature i would say so uh, i would like to you know let people know kind of a little bit about what what um you know the granges stand for so to speak in a way and on a daily basis you know in a, in a meeting sense and kind of you know because i know there's work trade they support each other they support the grange they have a hall they can meet in they can rent it out to to um you know, local folks to do events at or whatever. I mean, I, I'd love to, you know, um, hear more about just that because there's so much potential aside from the policy, which is the biggest thing for, for me and, yeah. and like the, the, what feeds my soul and, and what I'm passionate about is pushing this industry forward, in, you know, to a conscious industry future. You know, while and I think, that, some culture. I think the Grange can make a huge difference in that regard as well. Uh, you know, it's it's that grassroots. Yeah. Um, totally. and, and fortunately for us, it's not just the grassroots of our Grange, but the grassroots that starts at our Grange and becomes a much wider aspect. Exactly. Um, so we can bring those, you know, uh, regulations that bring chemicals that harm bees um, to a national level and pass them and put pressure on the big, you know, Pfizer, Monsanto, Dow. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of cannabis and hemp, you know, 
flooding so that's, the, the that's U.S. The, that's there's, the new thing. There's farmers Why are we importing hemp and cannabis from other countries right. when it all can be grown right here, clean and green? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm Some standardization. Well, <laughs> sustainability, I think, is the future. And when you look at the Grange, we want it to be sustainable for another 150 years, if not into much further down. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I, I think, think that, that this can be, I agree. And I think this, this could really be the resurgence, you know, on an agricultural level that can, that can help solidify that. We yeah. saw a couple of years ago where the organic farmers started to join the Granges to help with organic standardization because cool. of the organic standards were so tough and rigorous. Um, I see that being able to help us with the hemp and cannabis as well. Um, start with specifics and think about how we can change our industry to make it easier for small farmers. Um, keeping those small farms and the diversification of small farms is the key to agricultural success. I agree. I agree 100%. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. And um, so, so back to a little bit about kind of the, the everyday kind of community aspect of, of the Granges. I love your, your coin term, which I swear you gotta, you gotta <laughs> trademark that shit. Um, Grangerly, Grangerly, having a Grangerly conversation, just being a Grangerly person um, and kind of building community in that manner. Like what, what all does that entail? when it comes to the Granges? So Grangerly is a term coined, and I'm not sure who coined it. Uh, it kind of came about. Um, but Grangerly, uh, I saw years ago when I joined the Grange that there was a whole lot of folks that uh, were anti-establishment, all for chemicals, GMOs, and I had an issue with that. Right. And so rather than taking a negative aspect with them or not wanting to speak with them. Um, folks told me, you know, hey, it's the Grangerly way to have a conversation. And I sat down with several people who were the exact opposite of myself. I'm an organic, sustainable, biodynamic farmer. And they went against everything I stood for. And to sit down and have a conversation with them, respect their ideas, Perspective. Them respect my ideas and their perspective uh, from both sides became something that was really incredible. I mean, it was like a light bulb had come on um, that, hey, we can have a conversation about this, even though we're, you know, liberal or right wing. Right. And we could find middle ground to have a conversation and talk about the issues and the problems. And that term, Grangerly, comes out of that conversation, is that there's a Grangerly aspect to, you know, having that conversation. Uh, it's a very heartfelt um, something to me because I've come across some people who absolutely are anti-hemp and cannabis, and you have a conversation with them. And within that conversation, you're educating them. And by the end of the conversation, they understand where you're coming from. Um, and this is yep. folks that really never, ever wanted to see hemp or cannabis ever legalized, ever. <laughs> um, and came to terms with it being agriculture one 
and it's not just used to get high. Yeah. Um, there is a huge amount of medical. Uh, oh, and so much more to come. Like it's the tip of the iceberg at this is. point. People don't even realize, you know, even even our culture, like we don't realize that that uh, even though we've been surrounded by this plant for our entire lives, pretty much. I'm speaking for myself at that point anyway, um, that that uh, this plant is so powerful that the science is just pouring out as they continue to research it. And there's bigger and better research facilities being set up as we speak. It's just mind blowing, mind blowing that this plant has been uh, has been suppressed and oppressed as long as it has. Yeah, it's mind boggling. So it is mind boggling. And I think that in the future, hemp and cannabis is not only going to be mainstream agriculture, but I'm hoping to keep it small farming yeah, um, and not let corporate America take over because no, they that's... are looking at it as a money maker. Oh, guarantee. Um, and I'd much rather see that in small farmers hands doing great things for the community. And, and the Grange is a community aspect. I mean, that's what I love about it. It's going to uh, take the people voting on that, on that. Correct. Path going that direction or pushing for that path or joining community organizations yep. like the Grange to keep it from being something that's yep. just because you know Monsanto's already got the their world. hands in cannabis and have somewhere. They do. I'm sure. Yep. You know what I mean? I know it. I mean, yep. they're, you know, whatever, Scott's, all these different companies, and you can follow the paper trail, but it's just in reality, the power still is within the people. Right. right. I mean, and it is. And again, join the Grange, change the world. Um, <laughs> do it a little bit at a time. It, it, yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of folks out there that want it to happen right now. And and it's not We're a process the- that it happens today, like filling out a form. It's something that we have to work at to build community, Absolutely. to build our resolutions that we can pass on to our legislators and properly written not to mention figure out how to leverage each other's strengths and how to support one another and and figure out what everyone's strengths you know in community regard is you know are right you know and um and i think that that's that's an important piece and and we also it's tough because we live in the instant gratification era you know what i mean like i've caught myself trying to ease to TikTok because my video production partner's like, dude, this is what, you know, you're going to get lots of views on TikTok to get a fast right, following. Right. And, you know, and it's like, oh my man, people's attention spans are literally this big. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's, it's, it's a struggle. Um, it's a struggle. It is a struggle and the Grange has struggled. Um, it is struggling right now. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of Grange halls that are empty. Um, there are communities that were entirely family farms that are no longer family farms. They're all corporate entities and those granges have gone by the wayside. Um, and I really hate to see grange halls closed down and sold off, um, because they're not being used. Um, this is why I thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today, because I think that people don't understand what the granges even are. They really don't understand the gravity of the situation. Yep. Especially from a grassroots, you know, it doesn't even matter if you're if you're a if you're a farmer. It's like you could be a grassroots small business. You could be a you could be just a, a, a community member that is that is really community focused and yep. oriented. And and 
these ranges really create that kind of community within a community within a larger community well and the diversification of the people so uh i'm gonna just speak to that for a second the diversity in our grange hall is mostly hemp and cannabis farmers yeah um but because we're the first in the Right, the US, much, uh, but right. Sebastopol Grange Hall, for per se, um, is very much a very diverse group, and yeah. that diverse group is very productive on all different levels. Guaranteed. And so I see with our Grange too, as we get more and more diversity into our Grange, we'll have a much larger uh, arena for talking other things as well. Yeah, it's exponential growth. It's exponential growth when you, when you're like able to mm-hmm. grow and and you know, multiply those values because people have different again strengths and different yep different and qualities. utilizing those strengths uh, or knowledge yeah. I find to be very important for our Grange. So uh, we'll work on that in our Grange Hall. Yeah, um, yeah. I love the group that we have right now. Uh, I too. think they're very active. Uh, even though we started our Grange and <laughs> no, had, had COVID, had COVID wiped us happen. back. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it should be uh, back to normal, hopefully soon. Yeah. And we'll continue our good work. And in the meantime, we'll continue to try to virtually bring, you know, some education pieces uh, around the Granges and what we can do to support the people, the communities, um, especially the agricultural communities of hemp and cannabis. And, and uh, I, I want to jump real quick back to just um, kind of giving suggestion. I know you can't really tell people how to approach their local grange, but, you know, or the politics of that, because they're very different. Every grange could consist of very different personalities and very different people um, or have very different agendas. Um, but at this point in some of these, you know, especially in the counties, Mendocino, uh, you know, um, Trinity, Humboldt, Lake, all these different areas. Like if they can find their local ranges and they want to start getting involved, what is the, what would you say is the most respectful way to kind of get in there? Like if we're maybe pushing some legislation forward, we can give them a heads up. They can go become members. Can they vote then as a member on something that gets passed to a state level? So I happen to be the ag chair for the state of California. Right. Uh, So when we go to our state convention, I go before the whole group and uh, read the resolutions and, and try to get a positive or a, a yes vote on those resolutions. Um, that's where your leaders of those granges have two delegates from each grange in the state of California that can vote on that. Right. Um, there are already quite a bit of granges out there that are hemp and cannabis friendly. Um, Humboldt is one. Yep. Um, and they also came out at the state convention this last year and spoke to the aspect of us needing to create laws and regulations that benefit the small farmers. Um, and so the couple that we had going this last year passed overwhelmingly. Uh, there was no nay votes at all. Um, so this is something that, uh, you know, there are other granges. They all have a say. Uh, so that things don't get out of hand. Of course. Let's of say course. we want to, you know, I, I'm trying to look for a, a, a example, but if you were trying to do some crazy aspect of, you know, I, I, I want to hand out free heroin. <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to go from your grassroots at your Grange Hall to the state level, and they're going to laugh at you. 
Yeah, and you're going to get a no vote. Yeah. Uh, but if you put it to, uh, you know, an, an educated person um, and state the facts, um, you should have a positive outcome. Not necessarily for heroin, but... Right, right. But, but anything that's, you know, especially um, agriculturally and environmentally kind of forward-thinking in a... In a Correct. Conscious, and the grain has always sense. been pretty progressive. I've seen, yeah, I've seen um, that. I mean, they allowed women to vote before women were allowed to vote. That's correct. correct. Things like that. Women yeah. were allowed to vote in the Grange before they were actually allowed to vote for a president. It's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, very progressive, very sustainable. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've set it up, uh, or the forefathers have set up the Grange to live out its life going. Yeah. And being progressive. Totally. And I think that that's important. Um, there's some of the uh, traditional stuff that people kind of go, well, that's a little outdated. You can change that in your Grange Hall. Change your bylaws. Except for the Pledge of Allegiance, right? No, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, whatever. Correct. There's a couple of things that they want you to do that uh, just hold to the tradition. And I was going to say, there's some things that are worth it. You know what I mean? Like... We did it all through kindergarten and grade school, and why not? You know what I mean? If 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 it really is that that is going to to you know something that simple that we have to compromise on to push this this thing forward, no matter what your spiritual or religious preference, um, don't let that deter you or shy you away because it is more about the community that you're building. Right. Here's another example, and that is that they require to have a Bible open during your meeting. Really? So Sebastopol, of course, is a very progressive Grange. And we used to have four different Bibles out there. Nice. Um, Love that. I mean, what's to to make us not put a can of Bible out there? Yeah. Um, it is something that you believe in. It is something that should be honored and should be open to the aspects of all of your membership. That's why I appreciate the Grangerly aspect is that all of those perspectives are valid. Correct. You know? And you want to make everybody valid. Yeah. Um, that's what community is about. And that's what really building together is about. Well, and it's, it's building our community, but we're trying to do something different here at the Hessel Grange, and that is just to make it an agricultural grange. So we want to talk farming. We, we you know, there's a lot of granges doing a whole lot of good work out there for the community. Amazing. We want to do that for the agricultural community. Yeah. And we are in a position to do that with 95% of our membership being farmers. And Amazing. I'm very proud of that, that we started a farmer's grange. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think that it is literally, and to the cannabis community and hemp community, like it is an opportunity to have a resurgence of a grassroots agricultural community that that has withstood the test of time obviously yep. so you know i think it's a beautiful thing i will ask do you know if there if is there any reason for the different granges um in different townships or cities throughout the state to communicate with each other um other than the the meetings you know that are held statewide and so statewide as and a do, range, they, do they zoom do they do any virtual communication they are not right at this point to talk um, about potential policies and legislation that could work no, on together no that's not in play at this moment but it's not open. like it couldn't oh. yeah 
Um, the Grange can change by what we want to do. So if we want to, you know, congregate with our other Granges or congregate with Granges that are writing resolutions, say we want to uh, do a collaboration with Humboldt Grange, rather than writing two resolutions to go to the state level, have them work on one and us work on one. Yes, perfect, um, perfect. So communication is so it really key. breaks it up and, and takes the workload off of one, you know, one entity. Correct, so or, or we're not just repetitively doing it. Right, right, exactly. Um, like when we originally... A lot uh, of time waste to read through and be like, well, yours is better, well, mine's over here, well, let's merge them. You know? and, and we can do that at the state level, right, uh, right. at our convention, but I think that that depletes our purpose. We want to have them work on one thing, us work on another, and I think that collaboration is something in the future that we can m move much more closer to. That'd be great. Yeah, especially if more and more of the younger community, the cannabis community, the hemp community, whoever is, you know, again, as the as the kind of uh, older Grange participants, 80s and, and, you know, the kind of last of the dying breed of the of the grassroots agricultural yeah. folks, which is or make up a lot of the Granges, like you said, um, as they um, kind of pass on the baton, hand off the torch. I'm sure they'd be happy to hand it off to people who are passionate about agriculture and building community and, and sustainable definitely you know yeah definitely yeah awesome well vince thank you so much man i think that's a great sum up for our first episode and uh i'm hoping i can work out our camera issues so we're not too blurry but we'll see we'll see uh we may real refilm but this was too money i think it's at least got to be some podcast material awesome so, Awesome. Look forward to doing much further uh, with our interviews. Yeah. I'm excited to cover more people topics. about agriculture. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to cover more topics with you. And, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Like, this is huge. Thank you. It's going to be big for the community. Thank you guys so much for being here. See ya. Thank you. Peace. All right.